0: Jeff is going to read our passage for us today from Acts chapter 12. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Good
1: morning, church.
0: Good morning.
1: Acts of the Apostles chapter 12, starting at verse 1, going to 19. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some of the believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword And when Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Sounds like they were a little scared. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Is that a little better? (laughs) Mm -hmm. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. This part always makes me amazed. Before your trial, before knowing what could happen, he's fast asleep. He's knocked out, not worried about a thing. That's peace. The other soldiers stood guard in the prison gates, and suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and say, quick, get up. The chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did. Now put your coat on and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought that this was just a vision. He thought he was dreaming. He didn't realize that this was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. Amazing! So they passed through and started walking down the street. And Then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true. It's really happening, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went home to the home of Mary, mother of John Mark, where they were gathered in prayer. He knocked at the door of the gate, and a servant girl by the name of Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they said, it must be an angel. Meanwhile, Peter is still outside, knocking at the door. They finally opened the door, and when they saw them, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what hath happened, he said, and then he went to another place. At dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him when he could not be found. Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. Mm. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. This ends the reading of the word of our Lord.
0: Amen. Mm. Thank you,
1: Jeff. I appreciate that.
0: Wow, what, what, a, what an incredible story. We're going to sort of pick that apart a little bit. Maybe when you're listening to it, it occurred to you that there are a lot of words in there that begin with the letter P. P. If not the word, then just the idea that begins with P. So that's what we're going to do as we go through this text. We're going to uh, look at seven P words, and um, it, it's it, we'll just use this as an outline, as a guide through these verses. All right. So the first P word is persecution. Maybe that occurred to you. This is what we read about that time. King Herod began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. Now, now, persecution is something that really started after chapter 8. Stephen was killed, and then the church was dispersed. I talked about it a little bit last week. Persecution was a big thing uh, after the death of Stephen, and it's like when you step on a tomato. Anybody here have tomato plants? or Have you ever stepped on one accidentally, and the seeds go everywhere? When the enemy steps on the church, back then, even today, the seeds of the gospel go everywhere. And as a result, the gospel began to take root, and Christians began to pop up everywhere, all over the place. There was a time when the Jewish leaders and believers thought that this Christ-centered sect would just die out. But now it's become a real thing and a threat to Judaism, and it infuriates them. Well, Herod, being sort of the ultimate people-pleaser—there's two P words for you—the ultimate people-pleaser who tries to be in the good graces with the Jewish people, thinks, I know what I could do. Why don't I take one of their top leaders, who is James? He was the brother of John. Do you remember the sons of thunder Jesus calls these two disciples? There's another James later on, the half-brother of Jesus, but, but this is James, the brother of John, and he has him imprisoned, and he has him killed, put to the sword, which means most likely he was beheaded. So now he's in prison. That brings us to our next word, prison itself, because really the story is about Peter, When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Things went so well with the arrest and the execution of James. Why not do it again? Now, this is not Peter's first rodeo. He's been in prison before. If you remember back in Acts chapter 5, he was in prison with a few other apostles and then miraculously escaped. So now here he is in prison again. And maybe he's thinking, oh, this will happen again. But there's no sure thing. I mean, James didn't escape. He was executed. So now Peter is sitting in prison, wondering, how is this story going to end? Isn't that like it is for all of us? We're in the middle of the story, not knowing how it's going to end. We know how it ended, but he doesn't when he's in the middle of the story. Huh, maybe I could end up just like James, headless. Hmm. And so... Uh, it's the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. So, so Passover was about eight days long, and people would—this would be like a pilgrimage. People from all over the place would come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Well, Herod, you know, he's—he's—he's. Um, he's, he's, uh, well aware of how well it went with James, why not put to death Peter also? Or so the people think. Maybe Herod will do this again. We don't know. So Herod, understanding that in Acts chapter 5, um, Peter miraculously escaped somehow. So he puts onto Peter sixteen soldiers. His story is he, I mean, talk about maximum security, right? Historians tell us that the two of the soldiers were literally chained to Peter. So, So if the chains moved or made any noise whatsoever, they would know. Let's just take a moment and acknowledge something. Here's Peter, maximum security, in prison, who has not done anything It's unjustifiable. Here he is sitting in prison uh, just because he is a Christ follower. He believes in Jesus only because he is trying to do what is right in God's eyes. That's why he's in prison. Um, Let me just take a moment and give you a sidebar comment, which I mentioned last week. I would say this week. If you have a chance... Go to a particular website. It's called opendoors.org, opendoors.org. It it, it will help you understand how real persecution is today. Uh, There you'll see the, the, the top 10 countries where persecution of Christians is happening so profoundly and so many other places in the world. It starts with Afghanistan, number 10 is India, and those in between and beyond. 360 million Christians today suffer because, to one degree or another because of their faith. So, back to Peter. He's unjustifiably imprisoned. No place to go. Nothing to do. And wondering, as he sits there behind bars in chains, maybe I will end up like James. And so, the church praise but while Peter was in prison the church prayed very earnestly for him they just prayed I mean there was nothing else they could do I have a really good friend I had a really good friend his name was John he was one of my best friends in the Akron area he was like a mentor to me just a dear friend we did so many things together a couple years ago he died from from COVID terrible thing That said, he was known as being a prankster and he was just fun in so many different ways. And oftentimes we were in settings when it came time to pray for somebody or for something, or maybe just a meal, and somebody would say, let's pray. And he would always say, has it come to that? Has it come to that, that we need to pray? At the end of the day, to whom else do we turn? There's a quote in a commentary. It says, when, when every other gate is shut and locked, the gate to heaven is wide open. We take advantage of that open gate through prayer. To, to, to whom else can, can we turn? To, to whom else can we go for the needs that we have? I imagine today some of you have already prayed for somebody, for something. Something For God to intervene. My wife and I pray together almost every morning for for certain people, for certain things to happen because we we have nowhere else to go. We are helpless, and I bet you feel the same way. Prayer is essential. We want to be a praying church. As Christ followers, we are to be praying people, and I don't know where you are in that journey of prayer, but we can always get better. I've never heard somebody say I'm where I want to be, I want to show you um, and just invite you, actually, to let us be a praying church for you. Almost every week, we, we point people to the Connect card on the, on the bulletin that you receive when you come in. It's a place to put your prayer requests. I want to show you three different ways you can let us know how to pray for you. One is fill out a Connect card during the weekend services, share your prayer request or need, and make sure to let us know you want a personal follow-up. So that's one way you can do that. I'm saying these things because some of us in this room feel imprisoned by the problems and pains and struggles and hardships that we feel. And number two, a second way, just call us at that number, write it down, take a picture of it if you want, Share your prayer request or need and make sure to let us know you want personal follow-up. If, if you don't tell us, we won't know. And the third way is this. Just email us at that, at that address right there. Again, take a picture if you like. Share your prayer request or need. Make sure you let us know that you want personal follow-up. Here's the thing. We, want, we really want to be known as a church of care and prayer, but you need to make us aware. How's that for rhyming? Care and prayer, but you need to make us aware. We need to know. I want to I wanna now I'm inviting you to let us pray for you. But I also want to invite you to pray. Some of you are at that point in your own spiritual life journey where you 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 want to pray for others, but you're not sure how. We will put you on our prayer team and invite you to pray for others. So this is what you do. On your connect card today, on that worship bulletin that you received, just Write your name, your contact information, and just write the word prayer team. That's all you got to do, all right? Prayer team, just write that down, and we'll take care of it, all right? And so so back to the story of Peter. They prayed. They, they, They prayed not knowing how the end of the story would turn out. They prayed to God who was seemingly inactive, praying that he would be active. They they, they prayed not knowing how God would respond. They prayed understanding that God knows and sees what we do not. They simply prayed. Um, While Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Another uh, way to say very earnestly is intensity and, and continuity. There's a sense of fervency. I want to ask you, when you pray, do you plead to do something for us, but taught in the sense of begging God? Not that he's tight-fisted and doesn't want to do something for us, but just entreating God. God, please, we, to whom else can we turn? And so this is what the church did. They, they prayed. They prayed. Um, Omnipotence is never in a hurry, and God, not only in his judgments, but in his mercies, very often works slowly. As becomes his majesty, that's from Alexander McLaren, who also says, God works slowly, for he works certainly. And so the church prayed. Which leads us to another P word, which is peace. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep. Fastened with two chains between two soldiers, others stood guard at the prison gate. Jeff, when he was reading, made a comment of this, and I, I think it's startling also. I, I know if, maybe we're all alike, or maybe you're like I am, but when there's a pain in my life, a trouble, a, a struggle, a problem, and maybe it's relational, or maybe it's physical, or maybe it's financial, or maybe it's mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever it is, I just find it hard to sleep. In fact, sometimes going to sleep is the only way to get rid of those problems. Then you wake up again. How in, the, how in the world, and this is what Jeff was referring to, how in the world could Peter go to sleep? Here he is sitting, not just in prison, but chained to Roman guards with the thought that maybe tomorrow I will end up like James. How in the world do you have peace in a, in a setting like that? I don't know. But, 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 but I do know this. Prayer has a way of injecting peace that passes all understanding. How can I sleep? How can I have peace? Prayer has a way of, of, of Reminding us that God is in control. Prayer is a way of giving us a settled confidence that God is in control. Prayer has a way of reminding us that God sees and knows what we do not. Prayer has a way of reminding us that there is an end to this story. And I'm in the middle and God is in control. Peter, years later, when he would write his very first letter, in chapter 5, what we read is, cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. Wow. Where did Peter get that from? Maybe experiences like this. Peace can come to those of us who are imprisoned, by our problems and our pains and our struggles, even in the midst of that. A peace that passes all understanding. And we can sleep. That brings us to another P, the prison break. (laughs) That's found in these verses right here. Jeff read that. Some some years ago, just a few years ago, my wife and I wanted to celebrate an event in our lives. And so we went out to Yosemite National Park. We love the national parks. And so we went out there, but we had to fly into San Francisco. And uh, there was really only one thing I wanted to see in San Francisco. I mean, yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah, Chinatown. That was all cool, but I wanted to see Alcatraz, the island of Alcatraz, where Al Capone was kept and all these notable crooks over the years. And it was so fascinating touring Alcatraz and hearing the stories of these elaborate plans to break out of Alcatraz, the island, you know? And uh, nobody, it's made famous in a Clint Eastwood movie, one, one of the, one of the, the, the planned uh, escapes. There, there is nothing elaborate about this escape of Peter's. There's no planning. There's no cutting through the bars. There's no tunnel digging. None of that. Just a miracle. (laughs) Where God intervenes. And eventually, Peter is walking along, thinking he's having a vision, and all of a sudden he comes to his senses, and what he realizes is that God is at work in my life, and all along, God had a plan for me. And that leads us to the idea of a plan. <laughs> this, is, this is what we read. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said, the Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. And it's true, Herod and the Jewish leaders, they had a plan for Peter to make an example of him. But there is... There, there, there is no plan that can defeat God's plan. God had a plan that overrode their plan. And there is no, there is no prison that you might be in, characterized by the problems and pains and whatever you're facing, that, from which God cannot release you. And there is no problem or struggle you're going through in which God cannot Effect his plan for your life. And this is what we believe as Christians. We have that God has a plan for each of us. Which brings us to our last P word, which is praise. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. Where Peter returned to was the place where they typically would gather. And most likely is the place, as historian tells us, the place where they, the upper room, where they had the last supper with Jesus. He knocked at the door, in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone Peter is standing at the door. And I imagine. Luke chuckling as he writes this, as this girl is overcome with excitement. She's stunned that Peter is there. She absolutely forgets to open the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they said, they decided it must be his angel. Understandable, in in Jewish custom, Jewish belief back then, This is partly where the idea of a guardian angel comes from. They believed that a person had a guardian angel, and that guardian angel at times could take the form of the actual person they were assigned to guard. You're out of your mind. Isn't it interesting sometimes how we pray for something, and then it comes about, and we absolutely forget that we've prayed about this, and we forget to stop and just praise God. I was in the store the other day, and I, uh, I don't know, you know, God brings things to your mind. I was going to get some milk, and it occurred to me, God, lead me to somebody where I could be of help to them, a blessing to them. And I just forgot about it. went and got the milk and went to check out. And sure enough, here are a couple of people who I recognized. They recognized me from the chapel. And I was able to come alongside them with a word of help. It didn't occur to me till I got home, wait a minute, I had prayed and look what happened. And I just wonder at times, when you pray, do you really believe God has the ability to act and do you give him praise for what he has done? It goes on, meanwhile, Peter continued knocking when they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led them them out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. And that's the end of the story. And so we have our seven Ps. We've got persecution. We've got prison. We've got prayer, which was huge. Peace. There was a plan all along to break Peter, out of his prison, which led to praise. Now, that's the end of the story. But this story of Peter makes me think of stories in the rest of the Bible. I think of particular characters like Abraham, or like Job, or like Joseph, or like David, or like Ruth, or like Esther or like Daniel and some of the other prophets in the Bible. But getting in the New Testament, I think of Mary and then all of the apostles, including Peter. And I think, you know, each of those characters were like Peter in our story. Each of those characters I just mentioned, we know their stories, we know how their stories end but all of them had to exist in the middle of their own story. And each of them, each of them did not know how it would end. But in each of those stories, what we get a sense of is that all along, God had a plan for their lives. And their job was to not give up, but to look to God to seek God, to call out all of us, not one of us, and in this room, including myself, all of us, not one of us here knows the end of our story. We're in the middle of our story right now, maybe imprisoned by pain and problems and struggles and hardship and persecution of sorts, but a prison of some kind. Can we remember what we learned throughout scripture and from the life of Peter, that God has a plan. And as we are in the middle of our story, he can inject peace into us that passes all understanding. And our job right now is to not give up, but to call out to God, to seek God. I left out one character in the Bible. And that's Jesus himself. Scripture says that he set his face to the cross. It was at the cross where he took all of our sins onto himself, was separated from his father. Why did he do that? Because he understood that God his father had a plan for Him and for us. And one day, Jesus will come again. That's the end of the story. Between now and the end of the story, may God find us praying, faithful, calling out to him, seeking him. Let me just give you a a few next steps as we talk about prayer especially. Um, One is how can you praise God for answered prayers? What, it? what has God done recently where he's answered a prayer and maybe you just forgot to thank him? Or, or pray for someone you know is feeling imprisoned. And if you'd like to be part of our prayer team, write that on a card, on the, on, the, on the Connect card, please. We'd love to have you pray with us. But how can you pray for somebody who's in need? We pray for ourselves easily, but for somebody else. And then thirdly, how can we pray for you? Use one of those ways to let us know how we as a church can pray for you, just as the church prayed for Peter. Speaking of prayer, let's pray now. God, thank you for your great grace in our lives that we can come to you. No matter where we've been, who we are, what we've done, no no matter how we've blown it, Your grace is extended to us through Jesus Christ in whose name we come to you in prayer, believing you love us. And God, I pray for my friends in this room right now, some who are hurting in special ways, who have special needs, I'm one of those. God, would you remind us that you have a plan for our lives? Would you fill us with the peace that comes only from you? Thank you. To whom else can we turn? Has it come to this? Yes. We come to you in prayer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, hope you're at the, hope you're at the picnic this evening. We'll see you then.